welcome to the travel agent interview. My name is Megan Chapa, and I am privileged to have Mary Lynn Klein on the program today. And before we get started, I'm just going to give a quick shout out and thank you to everyone that has been leaving us positive reviews on iTunes because that is the largest place where our downloads and subscribes happen from. So today I want to thank Learning from the Pros. I appreciate the review and the review goes like this. I'd never thought about doing a religious pilgrimage, but I'm inspired after listening to episode five. Even though I've traveled a good bit on my own, this podcast is a window into how the pros think about logistics and traveling best practices. Thank you for hosting, Megan, and sharing your skill set with the rest of us. Smiley face. The end. Thank you, Traveling from the Pros. I appreciate it. Now, Mary Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Megan. I'm glad to be a part of this podcast and uh, excited to share my story and my uh, niche that I do with my clients. Well, we are excited to have you, and I'm excited to talk about the technology that you wanted to bring to the podcast today. Can you tell us a little bit about that app? Yes, absolutely. Um, I really encourage my clients to download, if they don't already have it on their phone, WhatsApp, because I can be in touch with my clients, they can be in touch with me. And I had a situation a couple years ago where WhatsApp was an absolute lifesaver. I had booked some clients for um, a trip to Italy, Rome specifically, and I had gotten a call from my supplier indicating that the airline that my clients were flying home on, which was Air France, um, was in the midst of a strike. They couldn't tell me for sure if they would still be on strike when my clients were scheduled to return home, which was in a couple days, but they advised me to let my clients know if they tried to uh, check in online and were not able to, not to panic, uh, that I was supposed to call the, the supplier back and they would take care of my clients. So I gave them a heads up. Don't worry if you try to check in and it doesn't work because Air France is still on strike. So sure enough, uh, Air France was still striking, so I was able to get in touch with my supplier. And they advised me, we can get your clients home on the day that they are scheduled to be. It's going to be a little hairy because everybody's trying to get out. It was a, a week uh, weekend date. Mm -hmm. And they said, if they want to fly back like the next day, we'll have a lot more inventory open. That's all they have to do is pay for the extra hotel night. So I got in touch with my clients. They opted to stay one more night in Rome. But it, it was such a relief that I was able to be in touch with my clients ahead of time. They didn't have to panic. And so with WhatsApp, um, I really enjoy having the opportunity to talk to my clients if they need to talk to me, if I need to give them a heads up. Now, are you using that app to text or to call? Because I recently downloaded this app to talk to some friends that are, that I have some high school friends that married gentlemen from the UK. And since I will be making a move there shortly, we've, it's been really helpful because even though we're on different time zones uh, and we don't have the same cell phone providers, blah, 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 we've been able to communicate uh, both on text and, and verbally too. Yes, both as well. And it's really fun for my clients to send me photos yeah. so that I can see how well they're enjoying their trip. So again, I highly recommend WhatsApp. 
Okay, I think people probably know how to get there because it's pretty popular, but I am going to include it in the show notes so that if you don't know WhatsApp or you would like to know WhatsApp, you can get to it and download it. Um, I have one little piece or gadget that I'd like to talk about, and I was recently reminded about this because I was listening to a a different podcast uh, about backpacking, and this is the Platypus water bottle. This thing has been around forever. I used them 20 years ago. I was part of a Boy Scout troop that my parents uh, were running, and it was an explorer troop because they allowed girls in, and we had some very adventurous ladies in the group, and the platypus, I don't know if they still have this uh, claim or guarantee, but at the time it was that they were indestructible, and we ran over this thing with a tractor, we froze it, we drug it behind a thing full of rocks. I mean, we did everything you can imagine to this. Wendy Luber, shout out for your dad's tractor. But purpose of this whole story of this indestructible water bottle is that in Europe, which is Maryland's specialty, planning highly customized trips in Europe, you have to pay for water in restaurants, which drives me crazy. And I forgot about this little gadget, which I should have used and will be using in the future because it will roll up flat And you can put it in a pocket, you could fill it up, you could put it in a purse. And the nice thing is that because it's soft-sided, essentially, you could put all kinds of things in your purse all around it. And um, anyway, Marilyn, anything else you want to add on this little guy? Yes, I think it's a great client gift for me to give my clients that uh, will be taking their trip. I hadn't thought of it, so thanks so much for bringing that to the forefront, Megan. Oh, sure. Yep, we'll put a link to those guys, too. And they're relatively inexpensive, so uh, maybe even bring a couple of them. And I've seen people writing reviews that they use them to sneak liquor onto cruises in them. I don't know if I'd recommend that, but it's been done. So there you go. All right, Mary Lynn, let's talk about you, the star of our show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Yeah, so my first trip to Europe and and my love of traveling to Europe began in 1972. Uh, I went to um, Italy and several other countries with a girlfriend of mine. She actually had family still living in Italy, and we spent three months just traveling by train all over and just loved loved the travel to different cities and people and customs. And then in 1978 to 1979, my husband and I bought a used car and traveled for eight months throughout Europe. And that was an awesome trip. We went to places like Israel. Of course, we didn't drive there. Um, But we went to Israel. We went to Greece. We went to then Yugoslavia, Italy. I mean, the list goes on and on. And staying with people that we met, the, you know, we weren't staying at these hotels. We were staying where the locals stayed, ate where the locals ate. And, um, you know, the, the travel bug got even more embedded in me and since then been able to travel more to Europe. So just really loved it. And how I got into the travel industry is I was working in corporate America here in Silicon Valley back in uh, the late 1990, early 2000, and dot-com companies went under. Mm-hmm. And my position in my company got eliminated, and there was no work to be found. And happened to um, run into a woman who 
knows Anita, who owns Ticket to Travel, and said, you know, you've talked to me about your love of travel, and I think she might be someone that you'd want to talk to. So I did. I called Anita, and as they say, the rest is history. We met, talked about the opportunities to work with Ticket to Travel. So I've been with Ticket to Travel since 2003. That's that's a really good and interesting story, and it brings up a, a, a listener question that I was asked, so I will answer it now impromptu. Uh, I was asked, do you only interview agents from Ticket to Travel? No, but I'm recommending these agents to my listeners, and so I want to recommend people that I know and trust, and so... To that extent, I'm starting with agents that I know and trust, and those happen to be agents I work with, and Ticket to Travel is a fantastic and reputable agency, so uh, you will hear from other people, but we're going to start with the folks that I know and trust, and Mary Lynn, you are one of them, so thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you, Megan. Of course. Okay, Mary Lynn, let's talk about the area of travel you specialize in and who your clients might be and what they come to you for. All right. My specialty is very custom packages to Europe. So I spend a lot of time researching. I handpick hotels. When a client comes to me with their itinerary, we talk about it. So it's not just, you know, here's my dates of travel, here's where I want to go, but what do you want to experience? And in Europe, there's so much to do and see the time constraints are important Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I recently had two ladies that wanted to go to Italy, and they had a long laundry list of where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do in just two weeks' time. And so talking them through that, if if you just want to be on a train and then spend the night in a hotel, this can be doable, but I think you want to experience more of the different areas. So I was able to advise them. Mm-hmm. and ask them, you know, what is your must-sees, your must-dos? And so with that, working together with them, we were able to put a really nice itinerary together for them. So it's um, all of Europe, very custom. Uh, people can either choose to travel by train or car. And um, excursions, I plan what excursions they want to do. So it's a lot of fun for me, but again, it is a lot of work. I spend an enormous amount of time making sure that this is what the clients want and that it's going to be enjoyable and fun. I'm glad to hear you mention the train because the Eurorail and rail systems are not as user-friendly as people might think. So, I mean, there's all the different spokes on the wheel and the segments, and for someone who's not that experienced in it, it it's a lot It is. Um, I have some clients that are going to be leaving in just a couple weeks going to Germany, and it's um, two, it's a husband and wife, their 12-year-old daughter and in-laws, and they're flying into Frankfurt, and they don't get in until later in the afternoon, and they don't want to spend a night in Frankfurt. They want to go straight to Berlin, and there was an option where they could take the train from the airport but then they'd have to change trains at the main station and then go on. And talking with the clients, I said, you do have this option, but there's not a whole lot of time between the transfer of trains. And, you know, I I understand that you're with um, your in-laws, so we may not want to do that. So, you know, knowing 
what's possible, what's not possible is very, very important. All right, Marilyn, let's talk about a great success story, a funny story, or a situation that went slightly wrong, but you were able to triumph in for your clients. I have a great story, Megan. Last year, I was contacted by a woman who found me on the internet, and uh, she said, you know, I've tried to contact and, and get this other travel agency to help me. Uh, I have a daughter who's on the U.S. soccer team, and they're going to be going to Italy playing against the Russian team, and I really want to go see her. So I said, well, I'll be glad to help you. So found out that the daughter was playing in a little tiny town south of Naples called Agropoli. And I was able, and this was within a couple weeks. It it wasn't like months in advance. Mm -hmm. It was just a couple of weeks. So I was able to get her her flight. I did research on hotels in Agropoli, which there isn't a whole lot, but I found a supplier Uh, that I was able to book something for her. And it actually happened to be within walking distance of the soccer field. And her daughter, the the USA team, won. She was there to see her daughter be there to be the one to accept the trophy for the U.S. team. And she sent me pictures and couldn't thank me enough for... uh, being able to help her, to walk her through, to get transfers to and from. So that was a huge success. And since then, I've booked other trips for her and her family. So that was very heartwarming to me. I was like, yay, go USA. And, you know, as a mom of five kids myself, I could appreciate her wanting to be there for her daughter. So that was a huge success story for me. Yeah, and I just want to point out that, you this poor lady was looking for a travel agent to point her in the right direction. She probably had already gone on the internet and said, I don't know what to do with this little town. And because you are a travel agent and you have reputation with a lot of specialized suppliers that deal with Europe specifically, you knew who to turn to. So um, good on you for having the resources. Exactly. She said she had tried to contact a place uh, in Agropoli, but never got word back. And you do have to be careful. You don't know just booking helter-skelter. So knowing that I've got suppliers that I can count on that back their products is important. Uh, Marilyn, let's talk about a best or most memorable meal. It doesn't have to be the best. It could just be the most memorable for whatever reason, but uh, your choice. Go ahead. Okay. All right. About a year and a half ago, I was invited to go on a river cruise. It was for the Christmas markets. have never been on a river cruise before, but I'll tell you what, I'm sold. I loved it. It was magical. And one of the nights we were in Vienna and decided uh, to see what the local cuisine looked like and found a very local Austrian restaurant. And I'll tell you, when you're in Europe, it's so nice to sit and enjoy your meal. You're not rushed. It's a dining experience. So with the people that I was with and the food, which was purely um, Austrian, great wine, it was wonderful. And I'm not going to say the name because it's very long and very Austrian, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to massacre it so we can put it in the show notes okay i will definitely include that and if i can find um if i can find a link on the internet i will put that up there too okay sounds good 
All right, Marilyn, um, that's going to be the end of our formal questions for the podcast, but I'd like to give you the opportunity to include anything else we might have missed or if you thought of anything else you'd like to tell our listeners. Um, I would just say if if you're planning a trip, uh, definitely travel agent is what you want to be using. We have the expertise. We have the suppliers. I know uh, I still get people that say, oh, travel agent, I didn't know they existed still. And I go, yes, we do. And, uh, you know, I prefer to be called a travel consultant because that's what I am. I'm the trusted advisor for my clients. Take the time to really listen to what they want because it's not my trip, it's their trip. So in the end, I want it to be um, an optimum experience as best as it can be for them. And not everything goes hunky-dory. Not everything's 100% going to happen the way you want it to. But if there's a situation that arises, like my clients that uh, had a flight on Air France that was on strike, they could be confident that they had someone to turn to, whereas you go and book online and who's going to help you, who's going to support you. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and um, I get the question a lot also. And I have to say, um, for travel agents not being around anymore, business is pretty good. So, um, I yes, think that, it has been. <laughs> yeah, I think that the internet's just a little overwhelming, and people also realize that not everything in the world is available on the internet. Anyone can put up a website, and people are just so cautious about being scammed. They want a verified product. So, and and they're realizing that most travel agents. There's no additional cost to use a travel agent. You're just forfeiting someone's expertise if you go with some random internet site. So um, there's a little plug for using a travel agent to end our podcast today. So Exactly. That's going to conclude our show tonight. Thank you, Mary Lynn, for joining us. I am your host, Megan Chapa, saying good night. Bye.